Welcome to the Homegirls. Four top producing mega realtors, moms, wives, and friends talking about real estate and real life. Angela, Kristen, Jessica, and Lindsay are in the top 1% of all real estate agents and would be honored to receive your real estate referrals in Colorado. Join us as we drop a new episode every Monday anywhere podcasts are aired, in real life on YouTube, and connect with us every day on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at HomegirlsCO. Thanks for listening. We love you. Hey guys, this is Lindsay with the Homegirls, and today we had the immense pleasure of interviewing Garrett Maroon with the Maroon Group out of Newport News, Virginia, and he's also the founder at Business by Referral. I think you're going to love listening to what he has to say about running a business solely on sphere and repeat referral. Hi. Nice to meet you guys too. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. Yeah, Thanks absolutely. for coming. Yeah. So is it, uh, what is it, 10 o'clock for y'all? Are you two? It out? is. Yeah, 10 o'clock. Okay. You're uh, in Virginia? Yeah, in Virginia. Yep. Nice. Yeah. Nice. So Jake Dreyfus, who's a good friend of mine, said that we have to talk to you because you do a ton of referral business and you're really great at producing leads without having to pay for them. So start us off by telling us a little bit about yourself and your team and your journey into real estate, if you don't mind. Sure. Yeah, absolutely. So uh, I got into real estate in uh, June of 2014. I came from, I was working in the admission office of the university I graduated from here in Virginia and uh, quite honestly hated risk. The idea of a commission job made no sense. Uh, but thankfully my wife knew better and she kind of pushed me and said, Hey, I think you could be good at this and you should give it a shot. So I trusted her as good husbands do. I just said, yes, honey, and, uh, and gave it a shot. And, and so I came in in June of 2014 and, uh, you know, quite honestly, I, I came in and I was really fortunate that I didn't know how to do it, but I knew myself well enough to know that I wasn't going to succeed with cold calling and door knocking and open houses and uh, for sale by owners. That's just not my personality. My personality is not, you know, get on the phone, call 100 people and 50 of them are going to hang up. That would hurt my feelings. You know, I, it's just yeah. not who I am. And so I knew coming in, if I'm going to do this, I want to succeed by working through relationships. That's the only way that I wanted to do it. Now, I didn't grow up here. I, I went to school here, but I started with the database of 40 people. Uh, well, actually 70, 30 of them lived in Ohio. They didn't count, but they were family members. And so it just made me feel better, right? But I only had 40 <laughs> people in my database. And I just said, okay, if I'm going to do this, I got to learn how to do it. Um, and so I hired a coach within three months, even though I had made no money. It took me six months to make any money. Um, but I hired a coach right away. I dove in and tried to understand how to master just this one thing. Like I said, I wasn't going to be great at everything else. I've quite honestly never done an open house in six and a half years. I've never done a cold call or anything like that. Um, I just dove in and said, okay, I got to understand how you can take relationships, care for people at a high level and create a business out of it. So um, have just been really fortunate that, you know, that that's how it came about. I'll, I'll say this too, for anybody that maybe is new, you know, my wife and I agreed that when I started, if I didn't make any money or have any clients in three months that I was going to quit, well, come three months and I had nothing, uh, I was just spending money and that's not what she was hoping for either, right? So we, we had a conversation that night and we said, okay, like, let's be honest. Do you think this is actually going to work? And quite honestly, I didn't know. You know, I remember sitting around and the agents around me were running around and showing houses and 
uh, you know, being on the phone and making calls. And my friend used to, to tease me. He would say, hey, have fun at your nonprofit job, right? Your volunteer work today, because that's what it was. Yeah. And we just decided, okay, let's just give it a little bit more time. And thankfully we did. And, and once I got my first client and saw kind of the work and the culmination of the relationships and what I was doing, you know, just kind of grew from there. But for anybody that's struggling with thinking that it's not working right away, don't give up. You know, it takes time, especially with relationships, it takes time. And uh, just grateful that, you know, I, I stuck it out and, and am where I am today. I feel like this is interesting. I'm just going to say it for a man hmm. to run a mostly sphere-based business. And I love that because I feel like sphere and referral is the highest return on investment. And it's the best way, in my opinion, to make a real estate business and to make big fans out of the people that you work with. But I feel like most of the men that we talk to and most of the men that I know are really into like cold lead generation, FISBOs, expireds, and all that jazz. So walk us through how you started to engage your sphere and build a referral business. Yeah. So, and that's totally true. You know, we've got a training and coaching company too. And most people that we serve are women. And I love that you know, because women do tend to lean towards the relational aspect. And I think too many men are afraid, quite honestly, of having any kind of vulnerability, which would lead to a real relationship, right? Uh, and I think they need to get over that and figure it out, right? So, um, you know, I, and I'll even say this. So when I, so my second full year in the business, I was on, I'm in Keller Williams, was on the Agent Leadership Council, which is like the leadership group, as I'm sure you all know, within the Market Center. And I was a, a year and a half in, this is my second full year, so only a year and a half in, and we were going around our very first meeting, the team leader said, okay, everybody on the ALC, what's your goal for the year? And it came to me, I was the last one to go, and everyone in that room was way better agents, or they were much better agents, they have much more experience, much older uh, and wiser than me. And so it came to me and I said, okay, I'm going to do 50 transactions this year, all by referral. And literally my team leader, without hesitation, said, that's not possible. What else do you want to do? And I uh, said, well, yeah, I, it was 27. So thankfully I was maybe young and naive to say, well, no, I think I can do that. I'm going to figure it out. And, uh, and other people in the room said, no, Garrett, you need at least a couple other ways. Like, are you going to do cold calls? Are you going to purchase some leads? Are you going to, what are you going to do? And, uh, and I just said, no, I'm, I, I believe you can do this. I'm going to try to figure it out. And you will know in a year if I didn't, right? Or if I did. And so I, I came into it. And so to your question, learning how to engage, you know, big, big part for me was understanding. I've always been interested in just the psychology of how people make decisions. And so it was learning and reading and understanding, not just how to generate referrals. You know, a lot of what we get in our training company too is, Hey, just tell me what to do. And that's fine. We can tell you what to do, but if you don't have a deeper understanding of how people are making decisions, why they're choosing you, what they're looking for, right? Um, then you're not, you, yeah, we can help you generate referrals, but you're not going to convert them and that doesn't help, right? So, so it started off for me by those first 40 people got a lot of intentional time with me because I didn't have anybody else to talk to, you know? I was just calling them all the time. I was inviting them to co coffee and dropping off gifts for them and, you know, having client parties and things like that. And at the beginning, it was more trying to help them realize, you know, most of these people knew me from work, from my previous job. A lot of people knew me from church, whatever it was. And so I had read relatively early on that there's so much data that backs up that people can only 
recognize you in one context, right? If you, um, I use my dentist as an example a lot, but I know who my dentist is and if I see him in the right context, of course he's there. But if I see him in the grocery store, I'm going to think, okay, why do I know who that is? Oh, maybe that's my dentist, right? But our context, if it's out of context, is hard to understand. So my first six months was helping my friends and the people I knew from my previous job to recognize me and think about me as an agent. Otherwise, referrals weren't going to work because they're going to think about me as their friend from church or think about me as their previous coworker and not make me synonymous with real estate. So I spent my first six months reminding them, trying to teach them that I'm in real estate. So how exactly I went about that was anytime I would do any kind of relational touch in my business, I would make sure, and I don't do it anymore, but I would make sure that I would say real estate and business every time I would talk to them. So for example, I would call them and say, you know, whomever it was, hey, Justin, hey, this is Garrett. Hey, man, looking forward to seeing you at church Sunday, for example, look forward to seeing you at church Sunday. But hey, man, I wondered if you had a quick minute, if we could talk real estate, I wanted to share with you what's going on in the business. Or wondered if you could talk business, I want to share with you what's going on in the real estate market to try to get them to, to think about me as a real estate agent. That was super crucial for me because anything else I did, if they didn't recognize me as an agent, it didn't matter how good my system was. I wasn't going to generate referrals. So that's really to your question. Um, that's really how I got started was training my people to think about me as an agent. And that was really crucial to get referrals and, and really get off the ground. That is so smart. People always forget about that, um, that aspect of it. And they might recognize you as, hey, that guy's super active on social media, but not as a realtor. Yeah. Um, and that's why I think people miss out a lot on social media is they might remind people up front that they're a realtor, but then they stop reminding them after five years <laughs> or yeah, they don't post right. anything about real estate. And so people don't know if they're still a realtor or they got out of business. So, um, yeah, yeah, I think that's super crucial and, and people totally do forget about that. I think that's a lot of the reason why, um, you know, most realtors are posting like, Hey, we just had a closing. Congratulations to these folks because content wise, I don't know what else to put out there that says, Hey, I'm a realtor and I'm good at it. You should use me. So what are some things that you recommend that we, that we would put out there on social media as a reminder, yeah. but like a, like a casual reminder, not like a, Hey, you need to reminder. Yeah, that's a great question. And, and admittedly, I'm terrible at social media, to be honest. Um, I don't like it. I don't use it very much when we do post things. So most of our system, my relational system, we call it the perfect 36 touch. It's just a 36 touch, but it sounds better, right? Um, and so we, we, everything that we do says nothing about real estate. It is about the relationship alone. So, and I'm going to caveat that and come back, but it is about just reaching out. So for example, if I'm going to make a call to somebody and check on them or a text message and check on them, I'm just going to say, Hey, you know, January is coming up. Hey, happy new year to you, right? How are your holidays? How's the family doing? Just as a relational touch, right? People, number one, people want people they like to succeed. It's just that simple. So they need to like you first and foremost, and they need to trust you or they're never going to pass your name along. And of course they need to know you're an agent. But then in the next month, when I'm writing handwritten notes, which is actually this month for me as well in November, at the end of that, I will remind them, hey, by the way, as always, if you have anyone thinking about buying or selling a home, I'd love to help. So there's a little bit of a reminder and then our third month, and, and I can walk through the system later if you want, but um, when we do uh, parties, client parties, we don't say anything about real estate. It is about, hey, it's, and the only thing that I will mention is 
we are coming together to celebrate you all because of you. I can care for my family. I can provide for my family because of your referrals and your trust in us to serve you. And that's it, right? So to your question, when we do calls and texts, the month of calls and texts, I'll post an infographic of what's happening in the real estate market so that people can just see, okay, hey, and it'll say, hey, if you want to learn more, I do a national post of what's happening. If you want to learn more about what's happening locally, reach out to me. I'd love to share that information with you. And so all it is, is a gentle reminder that, hey, I am in a real estate world, right? But for me, the difference is, I think one of the differences is, um, at least as I've traveled around, obviously pre-COVID and spoken and met a lot of different agents, is my database is only 300 people. I, I don't have a huge database. It's impossible for me to constantly, in a, in a relational way, remind a thousand people that I'm the agent they should call, right? That's just not possible for me. So thankfully, because I've purposefully kept it small, I have good relationships with them. They know I'm a real estate agent at this point. Like I use my dentist. I know my dentist is a dentist. He doesn't need to constantly remind me, right? At some point I'd say, I get it, right? Like stop bothering me about it. All I'd like for if he, not that he would ever do this, would be weird maybe, but he's not going to call me and check on me. But if he did and he said, hey, Garrett, just wanted to see how things are going right? How's your family doing? Hey, we're doing great. Thanks. I really appreciate that. Right. And it will trigger me to think, oh, my dentist, that's really nice. Oh, maybe actually I was talking to a friend that needs a new dentist in town. I'm going to make sure I pass your name along. You know, that's how our brains are wired. That's how our brains work. And as long as you've done the work up front for them to think about you as an agent, all you have to do is stay in front of them. You right. don't have to constantly bombard them. Like quite honestly, the insurance world, a lot of that is, hey, Garrett, you know, some script, can you give me three names right now that I can call to get to sell them insurance? I'm like, man, if you just ask me, hey, I need help. Can you have pass on three names? I would do that. But we don't want to be the people that are just showing up and saying, the only reason I reach out to you because I want something from you. People aren't right. going to give you referrals at a high level. So anyways, that didn't quite answer your question. I'm sorry. I'm not a huge social media person. I'm more interested in some reminders along the way. And, uh, but really it's just about being in a relationship with them and showing them that genuinely the end goal is just to have a good relationship and care for you well. And as a result of that, the beauty of it is I can build a business by building my friendships. And um, that's really the focus for us. So, but I like that though, because there's, there's a lot of, um, agents out there that do think that just like making a post every Wednesday on social media is like, what's going to grow their sphere, get them business. But like most of us that run high referral or high sphere businesses are doing just more than that. Like Angela does a ton of Popeyes. So do I, I mean, you're hundred percent right. You can't just like verbal vomit on people on social media and expect that to work. Right. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's amazing when, so, so for example, we write personal notes. So everybody in my database will get four handwritten notes at a minimum for me a year. And I know that statistically 0.7, actually less than 0.7% of mail today is a handwritten note, right? 0.7%. So number one, will they read it? Absolutely, they will read it. Number two, are even their close friends taking time to write them a handwritten letter? Probably not. Mine aren't. Maybe I'm just not cool enough, I guess. But, you know, are people inviting them to parties just to care for them well? You know, we've got an upcoming virtual holiday lights tour, and I can explain that, but it's going to be super fun. Why? Because we want to help our people, our sphere, the people we care about to have fun, even in the midst of the craziness of the season. We did a virtual wine tasting party uh, in September because we just want them to have fun. And so how often are people thinking of you as an agent? and saying, hey, come to this party just because we care about you. And that just doesn't happen. 
So it's the reality of caring for them in the way they would wish they were cared for. You know, I, I also know, again, I've done tons of research and, and this is why this system works, but I know, so in 2005, they did a massive study. I forget how many people it was, but it was well over a thousand people. And they asked them, this is kind of like pre-ish social media, right? They asked them, how many close friends do you have on average? And the answer was 6.2, right? 6.2 close friends on average in 2005. In 2015, 10 years later, they asked those same people and it was 2.7. And I bet that if we could ask them again today, it would be closer to two, even below that, right? And that's really sad reality is most people are, are, are more engaged, quote unquote, than they've ever been. They've had more, quote unquote, friends than they've ever had. But the truth is they're really starving for deep relationships. So if we can be that for them, I always tell people our goal is to be one of the two or take that two to a three. Right. And then if you can take those relationships and introduce them to new people through a community, through a client party, something like that, where they can grow. I mean, you're creating real value and care for these people. And this is not why you do it. But an amazing result of that is they will want you to succeed. They will want their friends to work with you. And you'll get little pockets of, you know, I've got certain businesses locally that I've got a huge company locally where I started with one person. They referred me, they referred me, they referred me. Right now I've helped like so many of them. So when their young professionals come in, they're like, you have to work with Gary. He works with all of us, right? And so you've created relationship, you've created community. And at the end of the day, in my opinion, my experience, what your clients want more from you than just helping them buy or sell a home, because anybody can really do that, is to help them feel like they are cared for in the way that they're longing to. And if they average only two close relationships, you want to be one of those. You want to care for them in a way that is, hey, I'm, I'm really not looking for something out of you. I'm going to keep caring for you. I disagree with a lot of the systems that say, well, don't write a note if they haven't given you a referral or you don't need to call them or invite them to parties. Like to me, everybody is valuable first and foremost, but I also want them to know when they do refer me that, hey, for two years, I've been investing into our friendship, not because you're giving me anything, but because I care about you. And hey, guess what? You did give me something now. And I really do appreciate that. Right. So it is about understanding that people are really starving for relationship. And if we can be that as an agent and remind them that we're agents, then I think you're going to have a really good business that way. So I'm curious, what do you think of scripts? I have my, have my opinion of scripts. Um, I know when you get into the real estate world, there's certain companies that kind of shove it down people's throats of you need to do these scripts. So how do you feel about scripts? I know you said that you don't call for sale by owners or anything, but when you're calling your sphere, do you use scripts? Yeah. I mean, so that's a loaded question. It is. I'm trying to keep the sun out of my face. I can't do that, but it's impossible. I'm leaning over. Um, so it's a very loaded question. The, I would say this is I'm not, I would say that I'm not a person that is a fan of scripts. I don't do script practicing or, or something like that. However, when I started, I would sit it, for example, before I get on a pre-listing call, I'd sit in my car and I would say it over and over and over again for an hour. So I was creating my own script. So do I think it's, it's truly impactful and important for agents to know the best way to use words, the best way to communicate with people? Absolutely. Do I think it's important for agents to know how to be uh, consistent in their messaging? Absolutely. So for example, when I write a handwritten note to somebody in that month where we're doing handwritten notes, everyone gets literally the exact same thing. 
Now it's very personal in, in the sense of how it sounds, but I don't have time to think of something personal for 350 people right. or 320 people or whatever it is. And right. so, yeah, there's a script with that. When I'm doing a touch or a, a call or a text, yeah, my script is, like I said, hey, happy new year. Hope you had great holidays. How's the family doing, right? So everyone's getting the same thing, but from a perspective of sitting down with clients, the only thing I've really scripted is my referral dialogue because that's super crucial and important to me. So I would say, ultimately, this is my political answer. So here it goes. Uh, ultimately, you've got to know yourself. And if you are a very talented communicator, not just if you think you are, like you got to ask people, am I really good at communicating? If you're a really talented communicator, then that's great. Get some sort of benchmarks that you know you're going to work in and the rest is fine. But if you're not a great communicator, you've got to learn the right way to say things. And even if you are a great communicator, you can still get better. So I think scripts are important. I don't like the term scripts because they make me sound, they sound like you're going to call someone and try to manipulate them to get an appointment. I don't like that idea. I don't think people appreciate that. I like scripting in terms of just being consistent in your messaging. I don't know if that answered your question, but I guess I was trying not to fully answer it. <laughs> just well, so well, and that's, I totally agree with you. And I kind of, the only reason why I brought it up is because you're all about the sphere and you're all about the past clients and everything um, and referral and people these days, I, I think in my opinion, I think expired and for sale by owners and all that, I think that's going to be a time of the past. And I think scripts, in my opinion, are going to be the time of the past. Mm -hmm. Just just from what I'm seeing coming, I don't know. I don't know if you guys yeah. think that, but I agree yeah. with you. No, I, I totally yeah. agree with you, Kristen. Like the whole, like, would you like to stop, clap, 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 right. buy or sell a home with clap, clap, clap me? Right. No, I, because I think in the world that we're in right now, like everybody's after authenticity and yeah. that's what it sounds like Garrett makes you such an incredible sphere and referral agent is you're authentic yes. in relationship with the people that you love and work with and that feels very inauthentic mm -hmm. yeah it right. does it might right. be effective but, yeah but it's not authentic but I do say the same things repeatedly like exactly. my listing presentation really basically always sounds the same. Right. So exactly. I guess it is scripting, but it's not like I that mean, formal. Like picking up the phone and you're trying to get business. Like that's what I mean. I think that's like the time of the past. And like, I'm glad we're, we're starting to talk, not starting. We've always talked about this being in real estate, but I really feel like picking up the phone and calling expireds and calling for sale by owners is a thing of the past now. I think, I think handwritten notes are going to start coming back. If not, they are coming back because people want that, uh, uh, you know, they want to be authentic. They want to show people who they are. And I think that's what it's going to be coming down to. I don't, I think people are sick of the phone. I think they're sick of the spamming of the text messages. They're sick of the spamming of the phone. And I think they're going to start going back to mail. Like that's just my gut feeling. Yeah. And, and even in your right, both of you are right. And even to your point too, yeah, my listing appointments sound the same every single time. And I would argue that any good agent is going to be Correct. consistent again, because they know what they're trying to do. They know what they're trying to say. But to your point, one of the crazy statistics, because people talk about this all the time. Well, uh, one of the things that I've looked into and in like in a presentation I'll talk about is 
91% of people will choose a referral over anything else. And more shocking to that number, that is the millennial generation, the generation that yep. grew up on technology that everyone thinks wants to use technology for everything. They do want to use technology, but guess what? They don't trust it. They are the, the number one generation in terms of percentage that would choose a referral. So they're using technology to ask their friends, hey, who do you know? Right, and here's the difference: ninety-one percent of them will choose a choose a referral over anything else. That's ninety-one percent conversion with referrals. You have a four percent, according to Zillow. You have a four percent conversion with Zillow. So if you want to sell, for example, I sell fifty homes. If you want to sell fifty homes in a year, based on those numbers, you need to generate either sixty referrals, sixty good leads, or a thousand Zillow legitimate leads to convert to a 50 sale year. And guess what? One costs way more than the other. So if you just even look at it from a rational, now referrals don't work for everybody. I don't mean that. You know, if you're a fluffy bunny, like be a referral person, right? But if you're like a really mean jerk, just don't do referrals. It's not going to work, right? So obviously extremes. But my point is, if you even want to look at it from a rational perspective, what makes sense for you in your return on your time, return on your investment, right, is number one, you spend a whole lot less money to make the same amount of money. I'll do that all day. Number two, you mean I only have to go based on those statistics on 60 appointments to sell 50 houses? I don't have to talk to a thousand people to sell 50 houses? Like I'm totally down for that, right? Even in the quality of life. So right. there's a huge difference to me. So I think to your point too, Kristen, the world is definitely going towards going back to, we really just want relationships. We want to know who we're dealing with. You know, the, I'm sorry to keep talking, but all these surveys have pointed to the millennial generation. They've asked them, hey, as you're coming out into the workforce, what are the three most important things for you as you're choosing a job, right? Number one, working in a company that they believe in the culture and what they're trying to do. Number two, using their skills. And number three was money and what they're getting paid. Whereas every business is talking about, here's how much money you're going to make, right? Those things. The same thing applies in our real estate world. They're looking to do business with someone that they like and they can trust and they know cares about them and is going to do good things for other people as well. That's what they want. That's what this generation wants. And that generation has heavily influenced all the other generations because that's what they want too, for the most part. You know, the lowest percentage is, I think, I forget which generation is, maybe the baby boomers. There's still 84% of them would choose a referral over anything else. So again, why are we spending so much time, energy, and effort on 4% when we could spend all our energy, time, and effort on 91%? You know, just from a rational perspective, it just makes more sense to do that. So I'm with you. Yeah, I totally agree. There already. So I feel like the agents that excel in our business are the ones that understand fully how to market themselves, market what they're really passionate about and what drives them and ones that genuinely care about their clients and pick up a phone and call them without an agenda, you know, and I think that that's that authenticity and that transparency is what people are attracted to. And if you're not coming at them with that desperate, you know, verbal vomit that a lot of other agents are, are coming at them with. And especially today and right now, how many of us have been beaten over the head with text messages and phone calls with an agenda the last right. three weeks, right? Are you voting? All day, yeah. every day, <laughs> vote for me, vote for this person. Right. Here's why, like, we don't even care why you vote for him, but you have to vote for this person. Yep. Why? <laughs> why is that the way that the story is being told instead of here's why I'm awesome and hey, we love your support. Um, but here's, here's all the things that are super important to me, not here's why that person sucks. Yeah. Um, and I think that if 
take the political side of it. If, if that was the stance that you took and that was the way that you ran your business, because that's really what it is, um, and how you marketed yourself, it would be light years different from everybody else in the way that they're running their campaign. Mm-hmm. And us as realtors, we're basically politicians, right? We're, we're advocating for ourselves, and it's a popularity contest on some level mm-hmm. and an education contest on another level, right? right. Um, so I think that whoever does the best job of telling their story and making sure it's cohesive, those are the people that are always going to excel. And I think that that's something that we all have in common. The ones that work on referral have done a really, really good job of telling that story and showing that passion. And that's what drives us. And that's what people see the most of. They don't see you know, 15 houses a day under contract from so-and-so um, or which kitchen do you like better, which is my biggest pet peeve on the planet. Mm-hmm. Um, or if your candidate doesn't win, I'll help you sell your house. You're right. not going to see that kind of thing from people that work on referral all the time, right? You're going to yeah. see different types of content and different types of marketing yeah. right? that are not as in your face, yeah. I guess. Absolutely. You know, I uh, that was probably my number one uh, regret with real estate. When I first got it, when I first got my license, I called expireds. I called for sale owners. I called everybody. So our business is basically 90% referral past clients. Like that's all of our business now. And I look back at paying for Zillow and paying for a website and I regret it. I really do. Did we get leads? Absolutely. Did we get sales off of them? Absolutely. But if you look at the numbers and you look at how many I got off just picking up my phone and calling my sphere as to Zillow or internet leads, it is, it's, it's completely different. Mm -hmm. And you look at how much money you've spent on the internet leads as to your sphere. And it's, it's completely different. I wish every new agent and every agent would see that Mm -hmm. and be willing to, to figure it out or find a model that works already. Yeah. Exactly. And nine times out of 10, this is what I've noticed in the last three years, because we have a website that draws leads. And then um, it's basically kind of like Zillow, but it's clickbait. Basically, Mm -hmm. I've noticed within the last three years that every person that signs up on my website, they have an agent. Mm -hmm. They're just the inventory is so low and the inventory is so scarce that they're just, they're just going off at any website to see if they could find houses, but they already have a realtor. Mm -hmm. Or if they don't have a realtor, their friend has a realtor that they they've referred them to. Mm -hmm. So not only are you spending money and wasting that money for them to grasp at hopefully finding, you know, you're you're wasting your money on that because Mm -hmm. you need to have a relationship with that person before the internet. Crazy how we're like starting to turn around. Yeah. Well, I heard I heard Tony Robbins say the other day, we live in a digital world, but we're after analog relationships. Yes. And that's exactly exactly what we're talking about. He also said that clients and potential buyers and sellers need us more now than they've ever needed us before, which is really funny because everybody nonstop talks about how the internet is going to put real estate agents out of business. But his point was, we now live in an age where there's so much information out there that it's so overwhelming that they need us more than ever to pare it down and decipher what the hell to actually do with it for them. So I think you guys are exactly right. Technology went like, woo, way out of control there for a little while. And now people are starting to realize it is all about relationships and service. I'll give you crazy statistics too, just because I'm a numbers geek, but 
So in, in to talking about that specifically, in 2008, when they really started investing into real estate technology, the average or, or the guesstimate estimate was 30 to $40 million spent that year. Move up to 2015, $1.7 billion spent on real estate technology. Fast forward, I can give you more numbers. For fast forward to last year, 2019, they estimate that $18 billion were spent on real estate technology worldwide now. When you look at those numbers, so then look at that 30 to 40 million up to 18 billion. Okay. In 2008, guess how many agents, guess how many buyers, excuse me, said they found their agent online. That's how they, not how they contacted them, but they found their agent online. The percentage was only 8% in 2008, $30, million. Well, guess what happened after $18 billion? 8%, the same statistic, the same percentage of people. So all of the technology doesn't prove that AI is more important than EI, right? Emotional intelligence. I think to your point, the reality is the, the consumers come in and perhaps they're more educated. I would say that they probably are. They have more tools to figure it out. But what really sets a good agent apart is can you emotionally care for them well? Do they, do they feel like they can trust you and that you care about them, right? That's what they really need help with. And you're helping them navigate that process because yeah, someone could go online and submit their own contract. At some point that's going to exist. They can get access. You know, there's all kinds of technology of people can go get access to the, their own homes. And there's something in California where you can try it out for a night, you know, that kind of stuff is coming and sure that's going to be great. And perhaps there's a small portion of people who would take care of that. But the reality is, like anything, everyone is looking for an experience and everyone is looking for someone who can meet their emotional need. We're an emotional society. That's just the reality of it. So the emotional need is exactly what you talked about. Can you help me just process through all the crazy stuff? Like, I just need somebody to talk to. I need someone that I know I can trust, that I can just have your ear and you're going to say, you know, same idea. If I had to go get surgery, I'm not going to go to the doctor who hasn't done it before, right? Uh -huh. or, or if I say, well, excuse me, this is a terrible example. So never mind, I won't use it. But um, we're going to go to the person that's got experience, right? That's going to be able to say, hey, don't worry about this. This happens all the time. It's going to be okay. I know it feels like a big deal. We're going to get through it. We're going to fix it, right? That's what people are looking for. And at the end of the day, it starts with how did you generate that business, right? So if someone said, hey, you can trust Garrett, well, that person already comes in trusting you. So you're going to give them a better experience. It starts with that, where it came from, and it starts even further than that. How well are you caring for the people you already know? Average person knows 256 people. So I have a database of 300 and people are blown away that I can do 50 transactions. Well, if that statistic is true, and it is, that means I'm reaching 75,000 people at any given point. Well, how long does it take to cold call 75,000 people? What would your conversion rate be? Like maybe 4% if you're really good at it, but you would have a terrible quality of life. You'd be working all the time. Right? I'd rather care for 300 people and then let them go lead generate for me when they're hanging out with their friends. Right, That's the beauty of a referral business, giving you that opportunity to do it. And you don't want to become a commodity in this business because a commodity is if you don't answer the call in five minutes or whatever the statistic is, I'm going to go call somebody else because you, you know what? You have no value to me. You want to be the person that says, I do this all the time and I'm super grateful for it. Someone, hey, reaches out to me or whatever. And hey, Garrett, we're looking to buy a home. Can you help us? Absolutely. I just did this last Thursday and someone reached out to me and I said, hey, thanks so much. Would love to help. Hey, I'm, I'm actually busy until next Wednesday. Can you guys get together at this time? And they're like, yeah, of course, right? It's the idea of if I needed to go to a doctor, here's what I meant to say. If I needed to go to a doctor, 
And I called, I'm not going to say, this is what the real estate world allows. I'm not going to say, hey, doctor, I need to come see you. I'm coming tomorrow at 9 p.m. Minutes. and be there. Yeah. Right, yeah, or five minutes, right? Like, they're going to say no. And if they say yes, I'm, I need to think like, well, I don't want to go see that doctor then. He must be terrible, right? Or she must be <laughs> terrible. So instead, they're going to say, all right, Garrett, we can fit you in, but next Thursday at 8 a.m. And like, great, I'll take it. You know, I'll make it work. Because I perceive the asset of that doctor and the quality of that doctor is worth it to me to wait for them. Right. For some reason in the real estate world, we believe this lie that we should be the doctor that says, yeah, come on in in five minutes, we'll take care of you, right? It's not an emergency, but I know you think it is. So yeah, whatever, I'll change my entire day around. That can't be how it works. And at the end of the day, people respect those who respect themselves enough to say, hey, I'm not, like for me, my phone shuts off at six o'clock. Like I got a three-year-old and a one-year-old. I'm going to go hang out with them and my wife. I'm not going to be taking you around to see houses. I'm not going to be answering your call. I can wait till the morning. And if you think I'm a good doctor, right, quote unquote, then you're going to be okay with that. And it is about setting yourself up for success for you to have a real life and a real business. And in my opinion, it, and obviously I'm lean towards the uh, referrals, of course I do. But in my opinion, it starts with where did you generate that business? That's how you get to decide if you're going to have a real life or not, or you're going to work 24 seven. But I think that this hugely speaks to like a lot of what we've been kind of accidentally enlightening ourselves on as a group on this podcast and what I was really and I think everyone else on our out of our four too was really interested and shocked to find out is like there's this awakening across the whole real estate industry so like all of us have run some type of a team at some point we've all been heavily invested in some type of non-referral business at some point whether it was for ourselves or to feed other agents within our organization and i mean it seems to be happening too that agents are getting really burned out mm -hmm. and really sick of this big giant team shit and i'm not saying that there aren't people that do it magnificently and there aren't people that love it and we love them. But like for the most part, a lot of people that we're talking to are saying the same thing, which is just like, there's no passion in it or drive in it anymore. And I really think that this is part of it because at some point in our careers, we fell in love with helping people and serving people. And then it becomes this really hyper clinical sterile thing where all we do is produce 35 leads or 75 leads a month or whatever the number is to keep the freaking machine rolling. Yeah. There's no helping. There's no passion. There's no connection. There's nothing left about what we started out with doing in this business in the first place. Right. That's a phenomenally good point. You know what that is though? I feel like the reason why that is, is because everything comes back to like with the market centers, no one cares about anything but transactions. Yep. And if they started looking at things the way that I do, which is it's not about the transaction number. It's about how many families did we help this year? How many people did we help? And if you truly believe that and that's what drives your business, you won't have a problem being busy. Right. But the second you only think about people as how much money are they going to make for me? Your heart's not in the right place. Yep. Right. Yep. Yeah, I think we do come in naturally as relational people. And then we are the machine forces you into, well, that's great. You can go build a relationship. You know what? You need to make a hundred calls today. Like when are you going right. to do that? And I think the reality is the, the real estate industry believes that you're productive if you made a hundred calls, even if they didn't necessarily convert, it feels productive. Whereas when I say, Hey, I just want you to write notes for an hour. 
today, right? Write 15 notes to people and then you're done lead generating for the day. They're like, well, what else do I do? I don't feel productive, right? So we, we built this idea where the productive agents, the quality top dog agents are the ones that are on the phone for hours and hours in a day. And, you know, that works for people. I'm not going to say it doesn't work for people, but the reality sure. is a lot of people, like you talked about, are getting burnt out. You know, I'm paraphrasing, but one of my favorite quotes from Albert Einstein was, if you ask a fish to climb a tree, you're going to think it's stupid, right? Uh -huh. and it's the same thing that happens in the real estate industry. One of my passions is helping agents who are new in particular, and, and just in general, but new agents understand there's a different way to do it. If you're relational, don't try to do it by cold calls and buying leads only. You're going to burn yourself out. Why? Because that's not who you are. And ask yourself the question, even if this works, three years from now, do you want to be the person that has the business that is built on buying people's information and trying to convert them with scripts or whatever it is that you're doing, whatever you're trying to offer them to generate business? Is that really who you are? Is that really the kind of business that you want? And you get to decide, you know, one of the beauties of this business is also one of the things I see that agents struggle with. The beauty is you get to decide how you want to do the business. The hard part is people never come around to deciding. And so they're trying to do eight different things. And of course, they're burnt out. Of course, they're not good at them because no one can be great at eight things. It just doesn't work. Right. And so they feel like, well, I'm a failure. And I guess this didn't work. Well, maybe that's true. But I would more likely say it's because you just didn't pick the path that actually made sense for who you are and the kind of person that you want to be and the kind of business you want to have. So I'm totally agree with what you all said. I mean, I think that this whole thing came around really because the idea of the team, the mega team came around and a referral business is more difficult to scale and definitely more difficult to scale quickly. And so I think that in order to build these mega teams, everyone was taught, um, lower hanging fruit. Like I kind of hate to say it like that, but that's the truth, you know, go after the FISBO, do the open house and all those things, which I'm not knocking those activities. I did, I door knocked a ton and did open houses, all those things in the beginning of my business. But the truth is a referral business is scalable. It just takes more time to get it there. I just think that everyone's completely forgotten that. Yeah. That's a great point too. And, you know, I, I, cause we get the question a lot, well, I'm a brand new agent. Like, how do I do this? And so I tell them, let's be realistic. My goal for you is the first year you're 50, 50, 50% 50 referrals, 50% something else. And then next year, 75, 25. And then maybe the third year you're hundred percent referral based, but you know, for not everybody grew up in that town and knows a thousand people, right? So yeah, you've got to work your way into that where you can head into a solely relational business, but that's where we should be heading for longevity from the foundation and growing a team. I mean, I've tried twice, had agents come on my team and it failed because we came in and I wasn't ready to scale by referral, but that's what I wanted to do. And I honestly, I just did it because I thought I was supposed to, and it was a mistake. I mean, I made tons of mistakes along the way, but this time, so I just added another agent in April, it's just me and him and a full-time assistant. And I was ready because I had worked hard enough to generate enough referrals. I can still sell 50 houses. I've given him 10 solid uh, leads that like referrals that he's actually closed already and teaching him how to fish. So he's going to close 20 transactions all by referral in his first eight months, right? And do it really well. And guess what? Now he's built to continue to grow. And as he grows more, we can bring on more agents because I'll take my referrals and give them to them instead, right? So yeah, you absolutely can, 
but you're not going to do it as quickly, perhaps, because you're not just buying leads and, like you said, creating a machine. But at the end of the day, it's not about how much you make, it's about how much you keep, right? We all know that. And if I can spend, you know, a dollar and make three dollars, that's fine. But I'd rather spend a dollar and make thirty-five hundred dollars, right? I spent ten thousand dollars last year on lead generation on my referrals and made three hundred fifty thousand dollars. I'll take that return on investment any day of the week. Oh, Even if I don't have a huge team to do it, I don't care. It's not about ego. I just want to provide for my family and the people around me. So I'm going to do it the smartest way I know how, which is spend a little bit of money and make a ton of money, right? That's that's what relationships also afford you to do. That's what working my referral affords you to do. And I just, you know, I, all of you all obviously agree, but I wish agents would understand that it's not just, you know, people will say, well, referrals is the easiest way. And I'll say, well, maybe if you just somehow get somebody to call you randomly, but if you're consistent and you're systematic about building relationships, you're willing to be vulnerable and you're doing that every single month to care for people in a real way, I would say most people are afraid to do that, right? And you talked about earlier, most men are afraid to do that. So why? So they go and they argue all day. Well, no, 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 that's not the right way to build it. Well, that's honestly maybe because you're scared. It might not be true, but maybe you're scared to do it. Maybe you just want to follow everybody else. Maybe you just love the idea of having a thousand transactions a year. Well, I, that's awesome. Good for you. But I'm more interested in having a balance and a life. And I'm more interested in keeping money, not spending money. Right. So, you know, I think, like you said, people just misunderstand that. And there is this idea that if I can just have a mega team, I'll have made it. Okay, well, uh -huh. you know, if you have a mega team and you don't make any money, then all you have is a ton of problems and no profit. That's not helpful, <laughs> right? And that is true. And it's yep. So I'd love if you're willing to share some of it, I'd love for you to walk us through kind of what your 36 touch looks like. Yeah, sure. So it's very similar to a lot of them, right? What I did differently was I realized I'm never going to accidentally do something that's hard. Right, I'm not going to come in on a day where I had a rough morning and say, oh, I guess I need to write 10 notes today, right? I was never going to do that, number one. And number two, what I ran into for myself and what I've now run into a lot with agents across the country is what tends to happen is, you know, it's November, whatever, third, I guess I should know, it's election day. I don't know when this comes <laughs> out, but it's election day right now. Um, so it's November 3rd right now. What happens is a lot of times agents will say, oh, okay, wait, I should totally should have called Kristen. Have I called Kristen? Wait, did I call her last month? I can't remember. I don't want to bother her. Right. And then it goes six months and now they haven't said anything. Right. And so that's not a great way to build relationships or build a business. So the system part of it for me was I wanted to be really consistent and to create something that I could execute hundred percent every single month. So the basics of it is the 36 touches, 12 mailers every year, one per month, right? 12 emails, every year, one per month to everybody. Those are very low impact. Those are only about showing up on time every time, like you said, you're going to, right? It's just letting people know I'm always here. And we like that. We like consistency as humans, right? So that's all those are about. And then you're going to do a call or text, a note or pop by and a party and coffee. That's how I group them. So it breaks down like this. So this is how the quarter breaks down. So every three month stretch looks like this. The first month of the quarter, you're calling or texting everybody in your database. And all you're doing is it's about the relationship. Hey, like I said, happy new year. How are your holidays? How's the family doing? Don't talk about real estate. If they want to engage in real estate, they will. But all you're doing is caring for them well, right? So that's, that's it. First month of that quarter, a call or text. So you know that you're going to reach everybody. The second month of the quarter, you're going to do 25 pop buys, pop by gifts to the top people in your database. So 
anybody that sent you a lot of referral, if you're not really tracking it, if you're tracking it well, you know who that is. But if you're not tracking it well, people have sent you a lot of referrals, maybe someone who you just did a transaction with that was a high price point, whatever it would be, you're going to go drop off a gift at their house and it has a little note attached to it as well, right? My rule of thumb is it's got to be under $2 a gift. Um, it's not about the value of the gift. It's about the fact that nobody else is showing up at their doorstep just to say, I care about you enough to drop off a gift. So 25 people get a pop by. So when you, when you pop by, do you drop it and run or do you pop by when you know they're going to be home and talk to them? Yeah, no, I don't want to, I don't want to go when they're home. Um, so yeah, me too. <laughs> it takes a lot of time. So all I'll do is when I'm about 10 minutes away, I'll shoot them a text and say, hey, I'm in your area um, and I have just a few minutes. Didn't know if you guys were home, would love to stop in and see you. Most of the time they don't see, most of the time they don't respond. So yeah, run to the door, take a picture of it, text it to them. Hey, sorry, I missed you guys. Just left you a little something. Hope you're well. And if they are there, then one of two things. If I know they're a talker, I pull up in their driveway and I remind them, hey, sorry, I just got a quick minute, but I leave my car on and the door open. Right? Like I can't come inside because my car's on and I need to leave. Um, and if it's really bad, bring your kids and then they can't, right? Um, I've only had to do that once. But most of the time, it's just giving them the expectation. Hey, I've only got a quick minute. I'm headed to an appointment, which just happens to be another pop by, but I'm headed to an appointment, right? And so would love to see you. So if they are there, yeah, it's really simple. Hey, just was on my way somewhere, but knew you were close by. I want to drop off a gift. How are you guys? How's the family? Oh, Garrett, come on in. Hey, I wish I could. I don't have time. But, you know, tell me real quick, how's everybody doing? And that's it. You know, one to one to three minutes and you're out. I When I first started, I got, I don't want to say stuck because this lady was super sweet, but this older lady I had helped, I was there for an hour and a half and totally blew my entire day, right? And I just can't do that. So yeah, I just give them a text in advance and then quite honestly hope they're not home, which is hard in COVID because everybody's at home now. Um, and then I just take a picture and send it to them if they're not there or just in and out super quick, one to three minutes and you're done. Cool. Yeah, good question. So yeah, so second month is pop buys to 25 people and then handwritten notes to literally everybody else um, in your database. And then the third month is a client party and you invite people to client parties. If some of your top people, again, you need to know who they are. If some of your top people can attend, you aim to have 12 in-person coffees or whatever, 12 in-person in coffee meetings with those best people. You need to see them face-to-face -face every quarter because those are the people, right? The 80-20 rule, the Pareto principle, those are the people that are going to give you most of your business. So you've got to pay them special attention. Those people should be getting a Popeye every time. Those people are getting invited to every party. Those people are getting invited to coffee if they can't come. These are the important people that are going to help you grow your business. So month one, call or text. Month two, note or pop by. Month three, party or coffee. And then guess what? You just repeat it every quarter over and over and over again. It gives you the ability to plan well in advance what you're going to do. So I knew in December of 2019, and now COVID hit, obviously, so we tweaked it a little but I knew December of 19, what I was going to do for every single month of the year. And I even broke it down to, I already picked the days I was going to write notes in November. I already know what they are when I showed up, right? I knew what I was going to say, because if we don't have that planned already, most of us are going to be exhausted at some point. And like you said, burn out at some point. And so I'm going to show up and get on Facebook and feel like I was productive. Well, no, you weren't right? You just weren't. That doesn't help. There's too much going on. There's too much noise. Instead, why don't we actually do what we set out to do and build a business? So yeah, you just repeat that every single quarter and it's consistent. It's easy. You never have to wonder, well, hey, did I call Kristen last month? Yeah, I did because that's the month that I call everybody or I text everybody, right? I text more than I call and hey, guess what? I'm going to write notes this month. So it just makes it 
much easier to digest and to know exactly when you're going to do things, what you're going to be doing for that month, who's getting what, right? And it, it can be confusing if you're not just really systematic about the way you've structured, quite honestly, systematic relationship building. That's what it is. If you haven't structured that well, you're either going to not do it, which is not a good thing, or you're going to hit a handful of people and not know who you actually talk to. And it's going to go crazy to the point where you're just going to quit because you're like, it's way too much for me to manage. I'd rather just get on the phone for an hour a day. So you've got to be structured about it or else it's not going to be consistent. And I can attest to for this is now my fifth year in a row where I've literally done it 100% of the time. I've never missed a month of the lead generation I meant to do. And I can attest to how effective that is. And over time, you're building a bigger and better business, more and more referrals, more and more opportunities. It just takes time, but you've got to do something consistently to make sure that it works and to see where it's really going to take you. Gary, you rock. Okay, one last thing. So I was... Um teaching so I teach a 36 touch class so I was teaching a class once and this guy in the front row got up and walked like tried to walk out in the middle of my class and I'm a jerk and so I called him out on it and I was like hey what's going on you know why are you leaving my class in the middle of my class um and he said well I think that this is total crap because I'm a dude and I can't like touch my sphere like this and I was like well you know what do you mean and he was like well I'm like not fluffy and I don't like to hug people and I don't know what to say and he was like I like football and beer like what am I going to send people you know so just talk to like the guy yeah he was like I'm going to go back to buying Zillow leads because I just I I can't send them flowers and candy hearts you know so like talk to you just for a quick second before we're done here the guys who are spinning their wheels, doing other things instead of like engaging in their very profitable sphere because of that. That's awesome. Um, so number one, don't be fake, right? Don't, don't be someone that you're not. So we've got, like I said, we've got an action plan that we've got agents that buy it every month and it's really awesome. And I'll mention that briefly, but uh, a lot of people will ask, well, like, okay, I love, I love these ideas. I love writing notes, but like, I'm not gonna sit down and write a note. Like I'm a manly man, right? And I would say, number one, there's a lot of people that wish you would get in touch with your emotional side. Number one, being a man doesn't mean you don't have emotions, right? It just means Preach. you're afraid of them. Yeah, right. It just means you're afraid of them. So why don't you open that up a little bit? And uh, the agent on my team, his name is Jesse. He's awesome. But he is like, he loves to fish. He loves to hunt. Like he is a very manly man. Whereas for me, and I don't have any problem saying I cry at movies way more than my wife does, right? That's just me. That's who I am. I'm totally okay with that. Um, Jesse is very manly, right? He just got that vibe about him. And when we're going through, because he's going through this exact same system, right? Of course he is. When he goes in, he takes everything that I'm saying, okay, this is what I want you to say. This is how I want you to do it, whatever, whatever. And he just tweaks it a little bit, right? He'll say like, I would never say, um, hope all is going well, exclamation mark, right? Like I would never say that, but he would say, but I will say, hey man, how you doing, right? What's going on? Like, hey, you want to grab a beer? Would love to connect. He does that all the time. And so just because you're a man doesn't mean that you can't have relationships. Number one, that's just a lie that you're believing. And number two, it doesn't mean that, right? No, there are plenty of guys that have close friends. Well, it's not because we just avoid it. It's because we figure out a way to connect with people. Guys like shoulder to shoulder, right? Women tend to prefer face to face. So if you want to build a relationship with guys, then, hey, man, why don't we go hang out like Jesse does? Why don't we go grab a beer or whatever? You can build relationships that way. Right? It's not a female thing to work by referral. 
I would say it's a wise thing to work by referral. And then I would say, figure out a way that it works for you, right? Figure out a way that it works for you. Is it, is it not male, quote unquote, for me to have a virtual holiday party, light party? Of course it is. Is it not male for me to throw a wine tasting party? Of course it is. It's male and female. It doesn't matter who you are. It's the fact that your clients want to be cared for and you need to understand them well enough to know how to care for them well. And so to that guy, quite honestly, I would say you should leave. If you really aren't willing or don't believe you can do it, then you're not going to. So there's no reason for you to stick around, right? You just, you aren't going to do it. But if you actually believe that relationships are important to you just in your life in general, which I hope they are, then there's a way to do this. There are thousands and thousands, maybe even a million examples of people who can work by referral and have worked by referral. And they come in all shapes and sizes. It doesn't matter who they are. So that's a cop-out. And that's a lie that you're believing that it's not going to work for you. So I guess I just won't try. Well, people use that excuse all the time. It's not going to work for me. So I'm not going to do it. Well, I'd say, how do you know? Why don't you try? Let's see what happens, right? Create a system that works for you. And if it really doesn't work, which it's going to, but if it really doesn't work, then that's fine. Go do something else. But guess what? People really desire, whoever this guy is, people desire to be in relationship with you too. I hope you understand that, right? That's the only reason you have business. That's the reason that you're in this office. That's the reason if they're married and you have kids, whatever it is, people desire to be in relationship with you. And if you hold that from them, then you're doing a disservice to them and to yourself. So at the end of the day, figure out a way that works and do it. You know, I don't, I don't mean to be a dick, but like you, you spend a lot of time with your client. And if you don't actually listen to the little things that they say, like, oh, did you watch the Broncos today? Or, oh, hey, did you see the Colorado Rockies? Or I was just out paddleboarding. Like you talk to your clients and you should be getting ideas in your head. Like at the end of the year, when you give those little pot buys or whatever, oh, this client likes paddleboarding. I think I'm going to go to a little paddleboard and give it to them. You know, like to me, if that, that guy, I don't think is going to live longer in this, in this industry, because if you can't do that, wow. <laughs> yeah. If you don't want it to be the primary source of your business, I respect that, right? If you really looked at it and you believe it's not the right thing for you, I respect that. But yeah, if you say you're a guy or whatever it is, if you just say, well, it's just not going to work for me. I'm not that kind of person. Then I would say, yeah, either you're in the wrong industry, right? Because all customer service is relationships at the right. end of or number two, you haven't given it a real shot or found a model or system that works for you. Right. Some variations of this. So yeah, you can be relation. You don't have to go, uh, Jesse, again, this manly man, one of our Popeyes was a spatula, right? A $1 spatula. And it literally said, I flip and love your referrals. That was what it said. That was yeah, amazing, right? And he was like, seriously, you want me to drop? I was like, yes, drop them off. He drops one off, right? First time he'd ever seen this client, this, this person in his database in person because he's a new agent. And guess what? Literally next day makes a $10,000 referral, sells him a house, makes $10,000 off of it. And he was like, greatest thing in the world. Now he's a total believer, right? He's like, I spent, well, I spent it for him. But he was like, you bought me a $1 spatula and got a $10,000 return, right? Like I'm, I'm manly enough to know that that makes more sense than me going and buying a bunch of leads. Totally down. He's like, when are we going to do that again? Right? This month and we're doing meat thermometers. Don't let your friends get burned by a turkey of a realtor right? Yeah. And it's just, it's fun. It's simple. It's whatever. It can be anything you want, but it's gotta be, it's gotta be to your personality. And Hey, guess what? Men and women can have relationships. And personalities. 
Right. Yeah, exactly. Dear Lord Jesus. Okay, tell us how agents can find you and connect with you and learn how to have you help them grow their referral business. Yeah, so the best thing they can do, so I've got a training and coaching company as well, but we're really focused on, we've got an action plan every single month. And so there's a lot that comes with it every month. Well, in advance, so they can plan, they receive the mailer to send out, the email to send out, they receive the exact action that they need to take, the dialogue suggestion to say, whether it's a party idea, here's a Popeye tag. And guess what? Here's also a calendar example of when you should do these things, right? Try to make it as easy as possible. Every week, they also get an email, video, video email from me as an encouragement. We do monthly workshops where I just teach on something and they have a back-end video database of just me talking about anything and everything, right? So they've got tons of access for only 20 bucks a month for our podcast listeners. It is super cheap. They can cancel at any time because we wanted to also help the agents that were new that didn't feel like they had to go somewhere else to build their business. We wanted to make it so cheap that it made sense for them too. So $20 a month for all of that. We've got plenty of other stuff, but that's really where our focus is. That's where our heart is on this right now. So go www.theperfect3636, theperfect36touch.com backslash podcast. And it will take you right there to give you all the information of what you need to do to sign up and get that deal of 20 bucks a month. Um, and it, we really have seen awesome results on that, helping agents understand not only the right things to do, but the right mindset to have. And that's super important. And, you know, I've been blessed at the end of the day that I have a business that allows me to work less than 40 hours a week and spend time with my family and my kids and still make an awesome living. And, and I know that other agents can do that too. And I just want to take my failures and my limited successes, but the little bit that I know about this to just give that to them and say, you can do it right? It's really easy. You can actually do this. Here's what we want you to do. We want to hold you accountable. We want to help you. And we really believe that more agents can work by relationship than the industry maybe is telling them. And so that's really our passion at the end of the day. So yeah, www.theperfect36touch.com backslash podcast. Uh, we'll take them right there. Thank you so much, Garrett, for being oh, with us. Cool. You were amazing. Yes. I loved this. Absolutely. We hope you loved our show today. If you enjoyed it, do the homegirls a favor and leave us a review on iTunes or wherever you listen. Share this episode with all of your homegirls and friends and find us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at homegirlsco.